How's it going, everybody? And welcome to Just the Buddies Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. The like button is the one that looks like this, okay? If anybody's confused, it looks like this. The thumb going up. Right. That's the one we prefer you click. Right, with the thumb pointing up. Right. Not the one now, pointing down. Now, people don't like to be told what to do. So I'm not telling you what to do. But I'm just saying. Highly right. suggested. No, I, I, we don't even suggest oh. it. We'll just, <laughs> we'll just say this. We'll just say this. You know, I heard when you hit the thumbs up, you'll have, like, happiness. Yep. You'll have improved love, love with your significant other. <laughs> They'll bring you food or something. I don't know. Something good will happen. Yeah. Maybe, a, maybe you want a dog. All of a sudden, a stray dog may walk into your house if you hit the like button. So hit the like button if you want a golden retriever to walk in your house. Yes. And December just started. So let us know what you want for Christmas. If you hit the like button, Santa will be happy. <laughs> <laughs> also, comment what you want us to talk about next week. As you guys are going to see throughout this video, we took your guys' suggestions from last week, and we're talking about it this week. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. Woo! So starting off, okay, so last week, a couple weeks ago, there was this young couple. I don't know if you saw this, but a young couple moved into this house. They bought a house, huge house. It's like, okay. like medieval, you know, very old, but castle-like. Oh. So- Castle-like houses, like, obviously seem to have, like, hidden rooms that you may have not have known about, right? Right. So this couple buys this house. Apparently, the house is 130 years old. Okay. And one day, they just moved into the house a couple weeks ago. They just bought it, right? So mm-hmm. they move in. They got all their stuff in. All of a sudden, this letter comes through. They pull the letter out of the mailbox, and she's looking at the letter. And on the letter, all it says is purchaser. Purchaser. Yeah. So, like, since she's the purchaser of the house. Right. But so they're like, what? That's such a weird letter. Like who sends a letter that just with the word purchaser on it? Like no name or anything, just purchaser? No, just the name, purchaser, and Uh the address. Weird. So she opens up this letter, and it's the previous owner of the house. Ooh. She opens up the letter, right? And it says, let me introduce myself. I am the last surviving member of the Madison family who once owned the house, and I grew up in it. And it says, I would like to tell you all about the secret rooms and a few things you may not have been told when you bought the house. What? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So they're going to tell them like all the secrets to the house in this letter. Yeah. So they open it up. They start going through. Right. And there's one room in the house where there's like a mirror. Right. Okay. And they look at the mirror because they're reading the letter and it says, go to this one mirror. Yeah. The husband starts pushing up on the mirror and all of a sudden it opens. And it's like a special like compartment for like drinks and stuff. Are you, so it's like a, like a secret like wine cellar. Yeah. And then they go into another room. And basically in this other room, it's a pretty normal bedroom. Uh-huh. But they notice there's like this weird shaped box like connected to the ground. And they always were wondering what it is. And in the letter, it says that it's like a music box. What? So all of a sudden, they open up this box and they remove certain things. And they start cranking it. And it starts playing music. But okay. it's like, it's really eerie, you know, kind of It's going to give me goosebumps, man. This is all written in the letter. It's like giving them instructions to their house. Yeah, it is. So then they tell, and then in the letter, the other thing was, um, it says here about a secret room upstairs, right? Uh-huh. So obviously when you buy a house, like when you go on Zillow, it tells you like it's a three bedroom house, three bathrooms or whatever it is. Right, like, right, it's right. It's disclosed. So what's really weird is how can you have a secret bedroom in the, like the realtor didn't tell them. Yeah. So they go up and they look through this, try to find the secret room and they open it up and they find that it's like a secret bathroom. Oh, secret bathroom. So my question is, why would anybody have a secret bathroom? Like, why would you need that? Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. It's almost like there was like 
a person like living it's within the secret parts of the house right and that's what brings up the whole question of like it's like the watcher that for everyone who doesn't know the show watcher oh, on netflix my is based on a true story about someone that was sending letters to this family right right but you don't know who's sending the letters yeah oh my gosh that case is crazy yeah so what this whole like people are commenting on this person's post is like well it's like the watcher like who's sending these letters well okay it's different right because the family member disclosed, like, I am the last surviving member right. of the family that used to live in the house. Yeah. But it's just kind of weird. Like, you would think you would get the person's name who you sold the house to. Right. You know? And who knows if there's any more secrets in that house? You know, why would you have all that? Yeah. That's really weird things to have. A secret bathroom? That's weird. It's weird, too, because, like, you would think when you buy the house and you're, like, fixing it up, you would notice that there's, like, pipelines and, like, plumbing systems that would go to that secret bathroom. Right. You know, how did you not know that? Yeah. So, ooh. Comment if you guys have ever had a suspicion of someone living in your house or maybe that there's a secret compartment in your house that you just don't know. Yeah. And it was, you know, who knows? That's maybe you have it. Honestly, one of my biggest fears. But if you do have it, like, let us know. I want to read about that. Yeah. Because I always fear that somebody could be living in our house or somebody could be, like, in the past, that, like, someone built certain compartments in the house that we don't know about. Yeah. Oh, my. I hate thinking about that. Okay, so moving on, I think we're going to come back to the segment of Versus. Versus, where we're going to see who wins and who loses. Yes, so this week, <laughs> it's DC versus Marvel. I feel like this is a highly requested one. I feel like people, I mean, for me, yeah, I would always want to know the whole, like, because when you really look at DC and Marvel, right, you mm -hmm. look at the DC characters, there's some really overpowered DC player oh, characters, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, so, come on. They have Superman. Yeah. How are you supposed to beat that? Yeah. Kryptonite. Kryptonite. That's how you beat it. Yeah. Iron Man versus Batman. Iron Man versus Batman. Let's just go through the similarities. Both billionaires. Both, both smart. Yes. Both businessmen. Both are tough. Both do not have powers. True. That is true. Right? Both rely on... Well, I, I got to do this. I got to say this, right? Without technology, you strip their technology away. And it's a fist fight. Batman will win. Right. Will kick Tony Stark's butt. Yeah. So if you, you think about that, right? Mm -hmm. I would say I would give it to Batman. Yeah. But if you let technology come into play, mm -hmm. if Tony Stark knows he's going to fight Batman, yeah. he's going to think of a way to outsmart Batman. That is true. But so would Batman. Batman would do the same, though. I guess. It's, it's really hard. This one's really hard. Because it's always like Tony Stark always learns from his mistakes, right? Yeah. And he creates things to prevent those mistakes from happening again, right? But I feel like Batman, like, already eliminates every mistake possible. It's, I don't know. It's just like this weird thing. Like, obviously, I love Iron Man. Like, I right, don't know. right, right. I think, let's just go to the standpoint. If they have no technology and all they have to rely on is their fighting ability, it yeah. goes to Batman. Right. But let's play this game. I think you let technology be involved. I think you give it to Tony Stark. Yeah. That, okay, that's a good way to settle that. We'll settle it. Like, we'll just say, like, you know, both can win. Yeah. Comment who you think would win that one. Yeah, let us know. That's I mean, a hard I think one. it is a toss-up. The Flash? Okay. Or Quicksilver? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're talking MCU version of Quicksilver, right? Yeah. Okay. Movie version. Movie version. If we're going movie version, I think Flash wins. Yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. We also haven't really seen much Quicksilver. We've seen a good amount, yeah. right? But I think we've seen more Flash. Yeah, I don't think Flash would die by getting shot. That's just yeah. me, though. 
Flash is way faster, I think. Yeah. Okay, Hulk versus Superman. Hulk versus Superman. <laughs> that's easy. Superman. Yeah. We saw what happened when he fought Thanos. Yeah, that's true. Pretty sure Superman could rip Thanos' head off. Okay, Batman versus Wolverine. Oh, Wolverine. Yeah. The, the only, I mean, the only way to kill him is to decapitate him. Animantium. If Batman has an animantium sword, slices off Wolverine's head, then Batman wins. But I just feel like Wolverine is his brute strength. Yeah. Claws of animantium. Regenerates. Regenerates. What are you going to do, Batman? Yeah. Really nothing. You can't get close to him. You can't get close to Wolverine because he'll <laughs> shred you up. Like, no matter how good your gear is. I, can't even, I don't even think you can get within 50 yards of him because he, he can just jump at you. Yeah, he could lunge. Yeah. No good for Batman. Okay, Iron Man or Cyborg? Iron Man or Cyborg? Iron Man? I'm pretty sure. No, I think Iron Man. Okay, to be fair, though, if we're talking about the DCEU version of Cyborg. He kind of has the ability to kind of have like the nanotech, right? He has that. Yeah. Because technically he can create things on the spot. Mm-hmm. I do feel like it's Tony Stark, though. Yeah, I think so, too. Comment if you guys feel that Cyborg's better. But I think in that fight, I do feel that Tony Stark would win. Right. Okay. Bucky Barnes versus Robin. Bucky Barnes versus Robin. Are we talking like Teen Titans Robin? Are we talking like old Robin? Are we talking about like the Gotham Knights Robin? Like what? Are, which one? I mean, I guess... Teen Titans would be probably the safe way to go because that's the show, right? I would say Bucky Barnes. Yeah. Bucky Barnes. Super Soldier Serum. I mean, Vibranium Arm. He lost it. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) We'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Okay, Loki versus the Joker. Ooh, that's a good good matchup. Both are tricksters. Mm -hmm. One has magic. The other one doesn't. The other one has psychoness um i do feel loki should win i would think so too just because he has like the whole magic side of himself yeah i mean if he can like project himself as like a fake you know right version, oh, then he comes true. around yeah. and kills him i think uh yeah loki should win okay deadpool okay versus superman deadpool versus superman yeah you're really like <laughs> you're really asking that one off. yeah <laughs> i feel like this one's kind of hard though it's a lot harder than superman versus hulk how so i mean look at deadpool we've seen him like pretty much die and he hasn't died okay so like he got decapitated yeah didn't die but what happens if someone smashes his brains apart like shoots him right shoots that you know laser beam right at his head blows up his head then okay what? okay that's true I'm, I'm i'm just like i really want deadpool to win one <laughs> Like, let us know. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you feel like Superman would lose to Deadpool? I just feel like one laser beam to the head. Would... No, you're right. Re- okay, realistically, right, Superman would win. I think I'm just like, we're like such Deadpool fans that we want Deadpool to win. But it, realistically, he probably would I mean, you wouldn't. want Deadpool to okay, win. Okay, yes. Yeah. I, I want Deadpool to win. Because <laughs> if I wanted Deadpool, I would have said Deadpool. <laughs> right. But, real, but you're being realistic, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm trying to be realistic. Yeah. Okay, so moving on from superheroes. Okay. Okay. We're going to go fast food now. Ooh, fast food. So we got to start off Taco Bell versus Del Taco. Oh, I know my answer. Taco Bell. Yep. That was my answer too. The re- okay, I do have to say this though. You guys can argue with me on this, but Taco Bell tacos, if we're just talking about tacos, we're not talking about like the, you know, cheesy gordita crunch and right, stuff like that. Right, right, right. If we're just talking about one hard shell taco, I feel like Del Taco has a better taco. Really? Yeah. Okay, you know what? They do have good tacos, but I, 
I think Taco Bell has an overall better menu. Sure. I, I agree with that. Right. But just Taco, like you said. Yeah. I think Del Taco takes it. I think Del Taco has like the best fast food, like taco, hard shell taco. Yeah. Just the standard taco. We're talking like lettuce, tomatoes, cheese, and sour cream. You know what I mean? Ground yeah. beef. We're just talking like that. Yeah. I agree. That's a good answer. Let us know. I mean, am I, is that crazy or not? Like, do no, you no, guys no. feel that? Del I don't Taco's think that's better? crazy. I don't think that's crazy. Okay. KFC? Or Popeyes. Yeah, I knew you were going to say Popeyes. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Let's go. Um, I think KFC is better just oh. because of, you know, like the original, you know, it's like mm-hmm. the place. But let's just take that, put that aside, talk about food quality. I think Popeyes wins. Yeah. I think I'm more satisfied after I eat Popeyes. Mm-hmm. The crunch, the overall um, experience with the sides. Yeah. Even like the biscuits are pretty good. Right. Okay. In my opinion... I think KFC has better sides. Yeah. But Popeye's has better chicken. True. And I feel like Popeye's chicken sandwiches are way better than any kind of like special sandwich that KFC has. Yeah. Very true. I mean, you got you to gotta give the sandwiches to Popeye's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Remember the lines? Do you, I don't know if anybody out there remembers this, but when Popeye's dropped their chicken sandwich, there was lines going out the door. Like, it was yeah. hard to get one. They would sell out. Right. They would, there was a time they sold out for months yeah like, they didn't have it come back until a few months what i wonder is how they didn't prepare for like for the whole craze behind the sandwich i know it was really weird yeah it was almost like a marketing scheme right we're gonna bring something really that we know is really good but then we're gonna take it away a little bit and then bring it back like a month later and now there's no more lines nope <laughs> now it's just gone good job okay dunkin donuts we're talking about donuts Don- donuts only versus Krispy Kreme. I mean, I, I feel like this is pretty easy. I think so, too. Krispy Kreme. Yeah, I would say the same thing. But I feel like a lot of people might argue that. Okay, I feel like if you're watching this right now and you are listening to this, if you're on the East Coast, you're probably going to go with Dunkin'. And if you're on the West Coast, you're probably going to go with Krispy Kreme. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I do, okay, I do feel like Krispy Kreme is more of a West Coast thing. Yeah. But if I had to choose, like you gave me a box of Krispy Kreme original glazed donuts or a box of... Dunkin' Donuts glazed donuts. I'm going to go with yeah. Krispy Kreme. 100%. 100%. 100% of the time. It's so crazy how good Krispy Kreme is. No, I know. Honestly. It is. Like, it's so different. Like, the texture, it's more airy, right? It's not the cakey, like... Yeah. You know? I almost don't even categorize it as a donut. I almost feel like Krispy Kreme glazed original is, like, its own type of dessert. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's nothing like it. No. I, and no one could replicate it. Like, Dunkin' doesn't have a donut that can even touch the original glaze yeah so Krispy Kreme you won you won okay Pizza Hut versus Domino's Ooh. okay I don't know why this happens I this is what this is what I'll say I don't know if if anybody else there experiences this Uh Domino's faster delivery you'll get your pizza about 15 to 20 minutes faster Mm -hmm. when you order it okay Pizza Hut will take longer but Pizza Hut is better quality pizza yeah there's something about the crust. The crust has a little like sweetness to it. I don't know how to describe Their it. Their crust is good. Yeah. I think Pizza Hut takes it, in my opinion. Now, I really like Pizza Hut. Yeah. But if we're talking thin crust slices, I give it to Domino's. Yes. In that aspect. But if we're talking about original pan pizza, I'm going to go with Pizza Hut. But if you want speed and you want it faster, go with Domino's. I think yeah. Domino's will deliver way faster than Pizza Hut. Domino's does have really good thin, thin crust. The, the square pieces? Yes, like the, squ- like the one where like some of the pieces are like cut weird, right? Yeah. Those are really good. But overall, like, just, like you said, pan-fried or pan-made is definitely Pizza Hut. Yes. Especially because they have stuffed cheese.
Let us know. Comment if you're team Pizza Hut or team Domino's. And if you guys understand what I'm saying, if you guys understand that Domino's delivers faster, let us know. Because I just wonder if it's like an LA thing. Yeah. That Domino's just delivers faster <laughs> in LA. I don't know. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But maybe, maybe it's the other way, like somewhere else. Yeah. But I, I'm telling you, I do feel Domino's. If you're in LA, you know what I mean. Okay. McDonald's versus Burger King. Okay. That's easy. That's I. This is the easy one. A lot of people would disagree. I know what you're going to say. But a lot of people are going to disagree with you. Really? Yeah. Burger King. What? I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I just said that because you... <laughs> I'm going McDonald's. Yeah, I would go McDonald's too. But that's because growing up, we went to McDonald's way more than we did Burger King. There's also way more McDonald's locations around us than yeah. there is Burger King's. I think there's only like one Burger King around us. Right. And honestly, I would take a Big Mac over a Whopper. Yeah. But I do really like chicken fries. I don't. You don't? I hate chicken fries. Really? It doesn't. Does that not bother you? Okay. No. 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 I know. Okay. I know it. It bothers some people because right. It's obviously like processed meat, and they form it into a stick. Yeah. Right. But you got to think about it. McDonald's does that, but they just turn it into a nugget. True. But there's something about the nugget that looks more close to what I'm used to <laughs> eating when I eat chicken. Right. You're telling me that they fry a piece of chicken in a <laughs> shape a of stick. a stick. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. The chicken nugget. Right, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I get the same process. Right. But the fact that it looks like a piece of chicken that you could get at a restaurant. <laughs> okay. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. But yeah, you're, I think you're right on that. But for me, personally, I do enjoy chicken fries. All right. Well, if you guys like chicken fries, let us know. But for me, it'll take a lot. If, we, if this video gets 3,000 likes, I will go eat chicken fries. But I'm telling you right now, it'll be the funniest thing you guys see because I cannot do it. Well, didn't Burger King also do like the um the mac and Cheetos? Was that Burger King? Mac and Cheetos. What does that look like? So it was like fried mac and cheese. Yeah. Right, deep fried mac and cheese, but they deep fried in like Cheeto dust. Wait, that wasn't them, was it? Really? Was it? I I vaguely remember someone doing that. Yeah. But why do I feel like it was like a um Sonics kind of thing? Oh, it could have been, but I could be wrong. I thought it was Burger King. Maybe you're right. Have you guys had that? Let us know if that was like, is that a thing? Are we crazy? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I also remember Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut did this thing. I think it was Pizza Hut. It was like big Cheez-Its. Yes. And it was pizza though. It was like pizza filled big Cheez-Its. I just remember Dave Portnoy. You know, everyone knows Dave Portnoy as like, not only as, as the president of Barstool, but he also does pizza reviews. Oh and yeah. He did a pizza review of the Cheez-It pizza and he said it was absolutely horrible. <laughs> really? Yeah, he said it was really bad. <laughs> I really wanted to try it, though. I know. They should bring that back. Pizza Hut, bring that back. Cheese it. Cheese it pizza. And thank you for watching Versus. Well, speaking of Versus, all right, we got to talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. If you guys didn't get to see it yet, I would probably skip ahead of the podcast just because I don't want to spoil it for you. But it was very heartwarming. It's going to become a Christmas classic. I mean, I can see this being rewatched over and over mm -hmm. every year. Yeah. Kevin Bacon was amazing. The whole cast. But you know what, what I feel like the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special did? Was it showed a different side of Peter Quill. Like you could mm. kind of see how he's really coming into the and maturing into this really good leader that it was amazing that they utilized the holiday special to show that. Right. Because even though he was like sad about Gamora, you see how he's trying to take care of all his people. Like he's trying to become a leader and even how he handles when he receives the gift of Kevin Bacon. Like, he's like, guys, what are you doing? Like, how can you do that? Like, you can't, like, <laughs> capture someone. You got to send him back. What's interesting about this whole story was that we learned that Yondu gave him his blasters. Mm. 
and Yondu, it was a Christmas gift that Yondu gave to Chris Pratt, Peter Quill. Yeah. And another thing, there was a theory that we talked about a long time ago was that Mantis is actually the sister of Peter Quill because Ego, the father of Peter Quill, uh-huh. obviously tried to populate with many different right. people. Right. And in there, you see Mantis, right, on the family tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we learned that the ultimate gift that Mantis gives to Peter Quill is that she reveals that we're brother and sister, which is like, it was really cool to see, like, not only yeah. do they confirm a theory, but it makes the relationship so much stronger. Right. And you, okay, Mantis was kind of always pushed to the side in the movies, and it's nice to have her, like... Yes, I do feel Mantis, throughout the holiday special, had, she really stole the show. Yeah. It, it was a really good moment for Mantis. Yeah. But I will have to say this. Uh, one thing that we're going to talk about a lot now is that Rocket Raccoon is given a gift by Nebula. And in this mm. gift, it's Bucky's arm, the vibranium arm. And everyone's like, okay, so how did he get the arm? Like, right. is Bucky just armless now? Only has one arm? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So people were talking about this on Twitter. People were like upset. Like, James Gunn, please explain how does Bucky lose his arm? Yeah. And he went on Twitter and he actually addressed it. And he said, the whole story is at some point during Christmas, Nebula went to Earth, ripped off the vibranium arm from Bucky and gave it to Rocket. So it's canon that Nebula went to Earth. It's actually Bucky's arm. It's not a variant of him. It's actually him. (laughs) Stole the arm and gave it to Rocket. As we know, Rocket had really wanted Bucky's arm, as we saw in Infinity War. And now he has it. Oh, my God. But what's amazing is... I wonder how they're going to explain that, right? Like, Bucky losing his arm to Nebula. Yeah. And next time we see Bucky, he's either not going to have the vibranium arm. Right. He's going to have a, just a replacement, or he's going to have a totally new gear setup. Yeah. That's so... I didn't know James Gunn said that. Yeah, it just happened like a couple days ago. Because <laughs> people are like, what are you doing? Like, how is this happening? Like, how are you going to explain that? And James Gunn in the tweet, it's, he says, like, this is canon. Sorry, this is canon now. <laughs> so, guys, that's the truth. Wow. Yeah, I wonder what that means for Bucky. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I do feel like Marvel re- really is about selling toys, like selling merchandise, right? And if you look at the Bucky toy, the last couple from, you know, Infinity War, even Civil War, right? You look at, no, Infinity War to now, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier, uh-huh. the toys kind of look the same. All of that, the variations are kind of like a haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So it'd be really interesting to see that they probably want to do something where the arm is new, some kind of new tech, right? right? Maybe some nanotech or something. Oh, that would be crazy. Yeah, Bucky with some nanotech, like <laughs> just like Tony Stark launchers and stuff. That'd be sick. Okay, moving on. We know that Deadpool 3 is coming out. And if you guys didn't see my TikTok, we talked about, I told you about the Deadpool theory about yeah. how Miss Minutes tweeted at Deadpool on Twitter saying like, mm. hey, Deadpool, like, how you doing? <laughs> and every, the, the shock the world, right? Everyone's like, what? Yeah. Miss Minutes. Right. And then um, Ryan Reynolds responds like, hey, Miss Minutes. And then Tara Strong, the actress, the voice actress who plays Miss Minutes, like says like, hey, y'all. And then it's like, <laughs> everyone's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? All these people confirming that basically this, that I think the Deadpool will be using the TVA as we know that Mobius is rumored to be in Deadpool yes. 3. And if Mobius is in Deadpool 3, Miss Minutes is tweeting at Deadpool. These are all connected to that the TVA is going to play a big part in Deadpool 3. Right. And that's probably like what you said. He's, that's probably the way they're going to put him in the MCU. Yeah, because otherwise it's going to be tough to really explain it. Yeah. You give Deadpool the TVA, it makes the most sense. It's the cleanest way to do it. 
It will explain how he can travel to different dimensions, different multiverses, wherever he wants to go. He could just use the TVA. Right. Oh, man. I, I, I keep saying this, but Deadpool 3 is going to change the game. It is. I think. It's really going to change everything. But what I wonder now is if the TVA, right, which we kind of talked about earlier, is that the TVA will maybe be used not only for, like, this situation with Deadpool, right? Uh-huh. We're talking, like, this could become the thing how they bring in Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, obviously, Doctor, Doctor Strange isn't going to make a mistake again and let people come over, right? Yeah. But so, the TVA is the, supposed to be the place where they're trying to fix the mistakes. Right. So, obviously, they could go out and get people. So, what I think is going to happen in Loki Season 2, we're going to see how Mobius and Loki will work together, and they realize they have to stop Kang. Uh-huh. And Mobius is like, okay, guys, I think I know how to do this. We need to get all the supers from all the different dimensions because I know some of them. Uh-huh. And he uses the TVA to help, you know, yeah. the main core superheroes defeat Kang. Oof. This is going to be crazy, man. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Okay, this next part of the podcast is what if. I don't know what this is called yet, but it's like what if theories. Ooh. What if. What if. Okay. What if your shadow uh-huh. is actually another dimension walking at the same time as you on the other side? Oh, gosh. So it's like the upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's for you to think about because that's the one thing. That will follow you everywhere you go. Yeah, you can't avoid it. You can't hide it. Oh, that's freaky. It's with you all the time. Ooh, I don't like the thought of that. This is really interesting. What if Santa is real, uh-huh. but society is so corrupt that no one is technically good enough to receive presents? <gasps> oh, my God. Everyone's just not, like, is everyone, everyone's just naughty. Everyone, no one's on the nice list. No one's on the nice list. Oh, my God. Because the, the standard for nice has yeah. been so diminished. That people can't even like reach it. That would, oh my gosh. Wait, that's mind blowing. Think about this. All the inner hatred someone may have towards someone, right? Yeah. Or things that people don't say to other people, right? But Santa knows. Santa oh knows. Oh my god. Could you imagine if that was a thing? Okay, if Santa is real, he's not doing anything right now. <laughs> he's just like, bro, my shop's been closed for 40 years. <laughs> I told you this one a while back. Because I don't know, if, I don't think we've posted on TikTok, but um, for everyone at home, what if dogs chew on people's shoes because they know that's the thing, the last thing people do before they leave the house? So they associate the shoe with leaving, so they want to destroy the shoe. Mm. See, that makes sense. It makes sense, right? You really can't leave the house without your shoes. So that's why dogs instinctively see that, and they want to always destroy destroy people's shoes. See, that one makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's almost like a real... That's like yeah, real. That's, that's not, not real. even like a what if. Yeah. That's like a thing. That's a thing. Hide your shoes. Moral of the story. Yeah, hide your shoes. Okay, so on to some more news that I saw on Twitter. With her? So, Alfred Molina was asked if Doc Ock is ever going to return. Okay. And he, he said, I cannot confirm nor deny that he's done. Interesting. So... What a weird answer. Like, what a way to answer it. Yeah. Can't confirm it. Can't deny it. But, you know, we might see another Doc Ock. Yeah. My whole thing is, I wonder if, if you're not in talks with Marvel, you probably uh-huh. could just deny it. Be like, no. Right. I'm not. But. If thought, you are. Yeah. You're going to say something like, <laughs> yeah. I can't confirm or deny. Right? If someone c- accuses you of something and you know you're not associated with it, why would you try to linger it on? You just be right. like, no, I'm not. Right. Exactly. Call me Marvel. I would love to work with you. <laughs> like, it's on. Because you would probably want to say, like, no, Marvel, like, come on, like, 
Yeah. I'm not, I haven't been talked to you. Like, get people to go talk to Marvel to talk to me. Especially after the success of No Way Home, right? You would think if he wasn't in talks with Marvel or anything, he would just say, like, Marvel, I'm waiting. Like, call me. Yeah. But nope. He tried to go. He tried to give us a little bit and take a little bit. But when you look at Andrew Garfield's approach, right? He's just deny, deny, deny. He's, he's like doing what we would say to do, right? If right. you're not attached to it. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He made people believe like, oh yeah, why would, he's obviously not part of it. He's just shutting it totally down. Right. And it's amazing how even when the leaks were coming out, all the leaked photos, Andrew Garfield managed to keep saying no, deny, deny. Like, I am not in this. Yeah, that's true. But maybe, maybe he comes back. Maybe he doesn't. I think Alfred Molina will be back for Secret Wars. I, I yeah. feel that 100%. I feel yeah, like he's yeah, going to yeah. be in. Just for at least like a split second. But so the direct also tweeted, okay, that the there, was a Mar- there was a Marvel report, okay, that Ultron's AI has, it could possibly be affecting an upcoming Marvel project. Really? Yes. Ultron's AI. Yeah. So Ultron is still out there. Right. He kind of has that whole hive mind. Going. Right. But he's coming. Okay. What's the movie? They just said upcoming Marvel project. Oh, I see. So we don't know yet. No. It could be Ant-Man. It could. Or it could be Captain America. True. We don't know. It but could we be. just know he's coming. It could be the next Marvel project. <laughs> like, it could be the next one. Right. The one that comes out next. The upcoming one. <laughs> so, we also got some Avatar news. Avatar The Last Airbender or Avatar The Way of the Water? The Way of the Water. Okay. Okay, so James Cameron yeah. said Avatar 3? Yes. Film. What? Avatar 4? Partially filmed. Avatar 5, already script is done. Wait, he Plans already... for 7 and 8, or 6 and 7, I mean, is already in the works. So, wait, they already filmed 3? That's what he said. Yeah, because I know Zoe Saldana did say in an interview, she's like talking about the way of Avatar 2. And she goes like, if you guys think Avatar 2 is good, just wait till you see Avatar 3. And I'm, I was like thinking like, what? Like, how are you able to say that? Right. So they filmed it. They filmed it. It's done. Wow. I mean, it did take 15 years, right, for Avatar 2 to come out? Is that what it is? 15 years or is it longer? I don't even know. It's pretty long. I though. think it's been at least 15 years. I wonder how they managed to film Avatar 3 so fast if it took them 15 years to do Avatar 2. Right? Unless they Avatar 2 was actually supposed to be like, you know what I mean? Like it was yeah, just too yeah. long and they're like, ah, let's cut this into the third one. There's also like a funny thing like James Cameron said on set, right? his hearing is like so bad or something like they have to to get his attention right they have to play like this really loud like a wooga sound what yeah so so that's when he knows like oh someone's trying to get my attention are you serious yeah he said i won't i won't i won't acknowledge it if i don't hear the awooga wait <laughs> how, okay, what i wonder is how did they go through all the different sounds to be like the awooga sound is what gets his attention i don't know that's so weird yeah well, James Cameron, I would love to hear that Awuga sound. <laughs> Avatar is also supposed to be three hours and ten minutes runtime. Avatar 2? Yep. Shut up. Three hours, ten minutes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Man, how do they do that? Is, I'm, sure, I'm sure that Avatar 3 will be like that, too, because didn't Avatar 1? That was three hours, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a long one. Oh, my gosh. That is crazy that so they have that much footage. Three hours, ten minutes. Wow. That's Amazing. Insane. Well... Let us know if you guys like Avatar. If you guys like Avatar, are you guys excited for Avatar 2? Are you excited for Avatar 3? Are you excited for <laughs> Avatar 4? <laughs> I'm not going to go through the whole thing. The hype is getting there. We're almost there. 
But we also got some Mandalorian news from Mandalorian. John Favreau. Oh, the man himself. Yes. The legend. So he said the next season, right, there's going to be more space battles, more okay. Mandalorians, and more surprises. Wow. When he drops the word surprises, it's got to be something crazy. Let's just, let's just go through the list of surprises <laughs> as of recent for Star Wars, right? We get Boba Fett. Yep. We get, and within Boba Fett, how many surprises do we get? We got to see Mandalorian come back. We got Cad Bane. Cad Bane. But, but I mean, okay, we know when John Favreau's involved and he says surprises, yeah. it's surprises. I mean, look at Mandalorian season two. He had Luke Skywalker. Okay, yes. Like, come on. Come on. It doesn't yeah. get crazier than that. Oh, still, Book of Boba Fett, Luke Skywalker, Ahsoka, Grogu. Yeah, I I mean, I think we're in for a trip. We are. I'm excited. Comment your favorite surprise from Star Wars. Out of all the movies, out of all the shows, what has been the biggest surprise? Yeah. And we also got the Transformers trailer. Yes. And it looks pretty insane. Yeah, it looks really interesting. I love that it's taking place in the 90s. Yeah. But we know that Optimus... Right? He has like that OG Optimus look. Yeah. That's the best Optimus look. Bumblebee's going to be in it. Yep. I mean, Bumblebee's got the, the OG Camaro. Yep. I love that look. It'll be good. It'll I, be good. I A lot of action we know. I don't know much about like Transformers lore, but yeah. just seeing like the, the Transformer that's like an ape. And then he transforms into like a regular like transformer. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I'm pretty sure in the comics, I think it's a comic. I feel like, I don't know if it's called Beast Wars or something like that, uh-huh. but apparently Transformers fans really want that story to be told. So hopefully it does justice for all the Transformers fans out there. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, welcome back to Dumb Ways to Die, where I talk about the craziest and stupidest ways people have died. Yes. Be prepared to be <laughs> surprised at people's brains. So we're starting off, okay? There was this prisoner who was in his jail cell, okay? Okay. And As a prisoner would be. Yes. And he was actually given a TV because he was on good behavior. So oh, they, wow. like, rewarded him with a TV. Good boy. Yeah. So they, he plugged it in, found it wasn't working right, okay? Okay. So he decides to, like, examine the TV. He said, oh, there's a bad wire. I'm going to fix it. Now, he doesn't have wire cutters or anything like that to fix a wire okay so he said let me use my teeth and bite the wire while it's plugged in while it's plugged in lovely so he bites the wire okay you can tell where this is going yeah right he bites the wire gets electrocuted now you wouldn't think you would die from that okay but the thing is he was sitting on a metal toilet with water in the toilet and that amplified the electrocution and it killed him wow yikes yeah kind of crazy dang he didn't even get to use the tv did not get to use the tv at all that good behavior for nothing nothing wait what i want to understand is he's using the t- the tv in like the, to- he, he's, the toilet <laughs> like he's trying to fix the tv yeah while he's sitting on the toilet but hear me out here not, not not using the toilet i know but obviously but, his like skin is touching the metal right but what i'm trying to get at is that means his TV was by the toilet. Probably. I mean, it's a jail cell. It's not that big. Okay. True. <laughs> so on to the next one. Okay, so this guy really wanted to impress his friends while he's driving. Okay. So what he did was he put the car in cruise control and, like, locked it at, like, 20 miles an hour. Okay? Okay, that's not too crazy. Right. But what he decides to do is he decides to go out of the window on his car and, like, hang off the side of his car. 
Of course. That's where it goes wrong. Yeah. So puts it in 20 miles an hour, cruise control. Yeah. Gets out of the car, right? Hanging out of the window, like hanging onto the side of the car. Yeah. His foot clips the ground, stops him, obviously. Yeah. Car keeps going. Head straight on the asphalt. Died from the injuries. So he, so let me get this straight. He fell off. He fell off the car and hit his head. Yeah. You know, it's so weird because I always had that fear. I don't know about you guys. If you guys have experienced this thought in your head, there's been times when I've been in the car and I'm driving. I'm like, I wonder what happens if my foot touched the ground like when we're driving. Right. Because if your foot stops, like if your foot hits that ground, yeah. it's pulling you with it pretty much. Oh, you know, that's like, so interesting. Like, right, if, you, if you're going on a treadmill that's really fast and yeah. you're like not on it yet, but then you jump on and it's like, it's going, right? Oh, that's a good analogy. Right, it's like that. Oh, I but see. 20 miles an hour. Moral of the story, don't ever do that. Right. And most humans can't even run like 10 miles an hour. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And it was going double that. That's so sad. Yeah. Because I could see like how you could innocently think that maybe you could do it. But right. obviously it's deadly to do that. Yeah. So don't do that. Do not. So on to the next one. The final one. So obviously these two, there was this couple. They were young. They were in love. Right. The guy went over to the girl's house. Probably a no-no because the parents were not aware. Okay. So, girl locks him in the closet, right, with all her clothes. Uh-huh. So Pretty that her tight parents closet. don't see. Right. Got it. So, the dad doesn't find her, find him and, like, go crazy, you know? Yeah. He had to stay in there for extremely long time because, obviously. How long are we talking? We're talking a long time. Like, oh, okay. a few hours. <laughs> okay. Like, that's a long time to be stuck in a, locked in a closet. You can't get out. Okay. Now, he was in there for so long, he had a hard time breathing. Oh, no. And he died because he couldn't get enough oxygen. Because all the clothes were in there, and it's such a tight spot, it just wasn't suitable. No. So, when the girlfriend came back, boyfriend dead. How scary of, like, a sight that must have been. Right. Gosh, guys, don't ever go in your closets like that. That's horrible. Don't ever lock your friend in a closet. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Do not. But thank you for watching Dumb Ways to Die. All right, guys, moving on. I have some crazy news stories that we'd like to address. I know that the clock is ticking, so we got to keep this podcast moving. So I'm going to try to do it as fast as possible. This is a segment of fast news. Fast news. Let's see how fast I can do it. Japanese soccer team during the World Cup defeats Germany 2-1 with their World Cup opening match on Wednesday. Japan fans cleaned up their rubbish, cleaned up every part of the stadium where it was super clean. They've wow. never seen a stadium cleaner. Not only that, after Japan won, the team were celebrating in the locker room, uh-huh. cleaned up the entire locker room, left it better than they found it. Wow. Left origami as a thank you. Really? Yes, for having them. Oh, my God. Such, such classy individuals. Yeah. The cleaning part, right, it doesn't really surprise me, but, like, leaving thank yous, like, that's really cool. It's really cool that they had, they had that within them to, like, want to try to, you know, make Right. Make it better. Yeah, like you said, like very classy of them. Yeah. Because yeah. it'd be so easy like in the moment. Like you just won. Right. I'm just going to thrash the room. I'm just going to party and not even worry about cleaning. Especially like the stadium for the fans to clean the stadium. Yeah. It is pretty. I really respect that a lot. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Two people are rescued from a plane crash that got stuck into a tower, electrical tower. Wait, what? So apparently around 5.30 p.m., a couple were in an airplane and it flew straight into a tower. They didn't die. Uh-huh. But keep in mind, they were up there for hours. You can see there's pictures of and footage of the plane stuck in this telephone wire tower. Yeah. 100 feet in the air for several hours. And they had to try to rescue them and get them down. Oh, my. That's freaky. It is freaky because 
you it's like one of those scary situations where I can only imagine when the airplane's stuck in the wires, right? If it, like it's kind of moving, right? And like, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's gonna fall. Yeah, and you have to like stay still because you don't want to like mess up the weight distribution, right? But also, I would be worried too if you can get electrocuted by the electrical wires, right? Hitting the airplane. Yeah, it's oh, stuck in the freaky. electrical wires. Oh my gosh. Next story is a horrible school in California has just developed a Satan club or a devil club in California. Keep in mind, this is an elementary school with ages five and older. What? There's five-year-olds involved in this, and I feel like this is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen There's ever There's five-year-olds in, in this? This is an elementary school? Yeah, a Satan club. Dude, what? A, a devil club. See, that's not right. Yeah. I mean, that's horrible. Like, a kid at five years old doesn't know what, what's going on. You're going to yeah. have him go to a Satan club? Like, what? What teacher is running that? I don't know, but hopefully enough backlash will come about it and they will not only, you know, reprimand whatever teacher started it, but they can get rid of that club because that is horrible. That's insane. Now, on a lighter note, Drake gifted DJ Khaled for his 46th birthday or 47th birthday $20,000 toilets. What? DJ Khaled turned 47 on Saturday and his buddy Drake gifted him expensive luxury toilets. These toilets... I'll, I'll tell you what it comes with. Okay, okay. These toilets feature UV light cleaning system, remote control operation, automatic toilet seat, open and close, night light, built-in air de-dozer. Don't know what that means. It's coming with features we don't even know. Um, heated seats and a bidet function. Wow. So uh, DJ Khaled said, you know, he's very thankful. It was a Toto toilet maker, if you guys are interested. And the price... They're not sure exactly how many, like how much it costs exactly, uh-huh. but they know that Drake bought him four toilets. Each toilet will range from anywhere from $5,000 to $20,000. So, you know, he got the 20,000 ones. <laughs> yeah. So if he bought four of them, we're talking like $80,000. On some toilets. On some toilets. Oh my gosh. Dude, I have never seen a toilet with UV light cleaning. What does that even mean? So UV light is supposed to kill like a lot of bacteria. Okay. To have a toilet with UV light cleaning, it's literally cleaning the bacteria off your butt with light. Are you serious? Or you think it's cleaning the bowl? I don't know. Maybe it's the bowl too. Could you imagine? It's like this little light. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Stay still. I, yeah, it might, <laughs> it might be for the toilet itself. Yeah. But I have never seen that. I've never seen a toilet with UV light. That's I crazy. So I, I've, I've only seen like the, the teeth whiteners yeah, with UV light, I right? I think, it was, I think it's for the bowl. Yeah, I think it is. Maybe to keep the bowl white, you right. know, like like teeth. Yeah. All right, guys, that was quick news. If you guys like quick news, let us know if you like these segments. We would, we're trying to figure out what you guys like. Um, let us know. Yeah. But after that, welcome back to Movie Details. I like how every time I finish, you go, after that. <laughs> <laughs> or on to the next. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> So the first one, in Finding Dory, okay, okay, when they're at like the Marine Institute, we actually see a photo of Darla holding a fish. Really? Now, why would they be having that picture? Because maybe she was killing fish at the Marine Institute. What? Can like, you imagine? Like she was like... Like, watch out for this kid. Don't let her in here. Oh. Because she kills fish. And that's why the photo's there. Yeah. Darla, you bad person. You bad, bad person. So in Back to the Future, when Doc is showing Marty the DeLorean for the first time, right? We see them go back in time. We see Marty go to the mall, and it's called the two, Twin Pines Mall. Right. Right? But then he uses the DeLorean, and he hits, a, he hits one of the trees. But when he goes back in time again, it's called the Lone Pine Mall. 
Because there's only he knocked one of the trees down. Because he knocked one of the trees down. So it went from a twin, which would be two, to now one. Right. Oh, that's really I never noticed that. So when he goes back to the future, it is changed. Yes. Now in Back to the Future Three, right, we see them go to Western time. And Doc is wearing like a bandana over his face. Yeah. Now if you look closely, that bandana is actually made from his shirt in Back to the Future Two. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even notice that. It's crazy because it's super faded. You wouldn't realize, but it's actually just a really faded version of his suit. But it would make sense that he would be using that shirt still. Yeah. Okay. So this next one is more of like an Easter egg. So we all remember Princess Bride. Okay. Okay. Now on the 20th anniversary DVD version of the movie, if you look at the Princess Bride, like the title, it reads Princess Bride. But if you flip it upside down, it reads Princess Bride. What? Yeah. Wait, how is that possible? It's like- Princess Bride. The way they wrote the letters, yeah, you could flip it upside down and it still reads The Princess Bride. Whoa. Yeah. I never noticed that. On the, DVD, on the DVD version only. That's so bizarre. How's that? I don't even understand how that's like even possible to create. Am I crazy? No. It's crazy. It's crazy. When you look at it, it's crazy. So on to the next one, okay? In Spider-Man 2, okay. when Peter Parker, you know, he's kind of having trouble getting his webs out, right? Uh-huh. We, saw, we saw it, right? When he's on the rooftop. The web block. The web block. Okay, he tells himself, I need strong focus before he tries to jump off the roof, right? Yeah. So he jumps off the roof, and when he lands on the cars, he actually lands on a Ford Focus after he said, I need strong focus. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, right? That is so random. Like, good attention to detail, Sam Raimi. Very yeah. good. Okay, so in Up, right? Yeah. In the, in the, we all know the montage. Okay, so in the montage, when Ellie beats Carl up the hill that they usually, like, hang out at, yes. we see Carl kind of struggling. But yeah. in the background, you can actually see, like, there's, like, houses, like, just normal houses, right? But as time goes on, and when Ellie's struggling to get up the hill, you see in the background, the city's starting to be built. Oh, uh, time's progressing. Yeah. And, you, you know, like, Carl didn't want to sell his house, and the city was being built around him, right? Yeah. So, and you see the city develop. It's like a tsunami, like a tsunami wave <laughs> slowly coming. And that's all I have for movie details all right guys this podcast is just getting started we got the theories we got the stories it's gonna be wild we're excited might be a little scary i'm just warning you now oh gosh really yeah might be a little spooky fair warning okay so moving on we gotta talk about some theories theory time time. a lot of people have asked like to do some more like theories from like tv shows oh so i thought i should probably listen okay so there's a theory that lois griffin is actually not stewie's mom wait what yeah so we all know that stewie has like a crazy mind he's like super smart but he's not like any of his other siblings but what if i told you there's crazy evidence showing that lois is not his mom who would it be then so i saw a post on reddit and there's a theory that actually lois is not stewie's mom and it's actually meg and meg is stewie's mom okay i don't think that's true it is though because whenever you see stewie being born in the show it's only through stewie's perspective you never see who the mom is but whenever you see like meg and chris being born you always see lois but you never see lois when stewie's born okay wait i'm almost a hundred percent positive that there's a scene where lois is giving birth to stewie wait they actually show lois giving birth they show it i don't think so i'm pretty sure they do because there's like a lot of scenes where you see like it's first person perspective of stewie's life Uh and whenever they show him like being born it's always like his like what he sees and then whenever it's about to show the mom like you never see it no i'm pretty sure there's a scene where you actually see it's stewie and lois wow yeah well you heard it here first i guess i'm wrong (laughs) (laughs) well i don't we don't know we don't know but i'm almost positive 
that there's a scene. Are we gonna like make a bet here? You wanna make a bet? Sure. 50 bucks. 50 bucks. That the theory's wrong. All right, well, let me know if it's wrong, everybody. <laughs> if it's wrong, I'll pay a 50 bucks on the next podcast. <laughs> Comment if you feel it's right or if it's wrong, but please understand this. When you look at Stewie, okay, look at Stewie, look at Chris, look at Meg. How does Stewie come out with a football head? You know what I mean? They don't look alike. That's true. How, how can you explain that? Isn't there a scene that shows how Stewie got his head to be like that? Oh, how? Like, wasn't he like jumping on the bed and then Brian oh. told him to stop that and he like hit his head and okay. it like squished it? Okay, to be fair, yeah, I guess so. I forgot about that. <laughs> I vaguely remember the scene where his head looks pretty normal and then he gets squished. Yeah. Oh, darn it. My evidence has been destroyed. Okay, so moving on. I'm going to send you this photo really quick. Do you know why this photo is one of the most disturbing photos to ever exist? What's even dark about this? So in the photo, right, it looks like a really nice happy family like they're all smiling yeah it looks like a christmas photo or something <laughs> so back in the 1980s to the early 2000s there was a serial killer named john edward robinson who killed many people in a span of 20 years and this photo is actually john robinson and his family and john robinson's the guy that's sitting with like with the yellow shirt on but he also has like a girl in his lap right and that's not his daughter it's actually the daughter of the lady he killed the day before wait so this guy killed the lady stole her kid and took a picture with the kid the next day yeah so john told like all his family members and every that he actually adopted her but when john went to jail he had to ask his brother like hey can you take care of my adopted daughter because she's adopted and she has no one else so all her life she thought she was adopted until years later that she realized that she actually was the daughter of a lady that was murdered by the guy and she never got to meet her mom okay that's actually really sad how traumatizing at first you feel like oh this guy adopted me like and he's like my dad turns out the guy's a murderer killed your real mom you didn't know about it and like your whole life was a lot dude what the heck that picture is so creepy it's like a normal picture and then you hear all this and you're like dude what the heck is going on yeah it's literally one of the most disturbing photos i believe it because that was disturbing okay so moving on i found this really crazy story like it's freaky like disturbing freaky or is it like whoa that was freaky. it's like scary freaky i hate scary i hate freaky in that like i i like freaky like oh my gosh that was so freaky like so cool but not not scary yeah so there's actually a real life person that turned into a toy doll how can a human being turn into a doll so there was a brother and his little sister and his little sister was like at the age of a child so one day the brother decided to get his little sister a gift and he brought her home like a little doll that was dressed in red and had really short hair like cut to its shoulders and immediately the little girl loved the toy like she did not put it down ever okay but shortly after receiving the doll the little girl became really sick and she actually ended up dying from an illness and her parents ended up cremating her body and putting her ashes next to the doll in like a little memorial but as time went on the brother and the parents started to realize that the doll's hair was now past its shoulders and the house started to feel really weird inside wait so the hair on the doll actually grew yeah and at first they really didn't think anything of it but then the hair got even longer so then they decided to cut the hair to see what would happen like they cut it back to shoulder length and just a few days later it grew back so like they made it a routine to give the doll haircuts what the heck this is real yeah but what's even crazier the parents gave the doll to a temple and at the temple they didn't believe like what was going on with the doll until they actually saw the hair grow themselves and they actually started to make it a routine for them to start giving the doll haircuts and this is actually like a real life doll like people can go visit this doll dude that is so creepy that is unbelievable yeah and apparently like the temple would take pictures of the doll as like progress photo so you can see the hair short and then you see the hair long in the picture there's some solid proof behind this yeah and the people that go visit it actually are starting to see like the doll is actually changing even more like the you can see the lips the mouth is starting to open up on the doll that is so scary the, the fact that there's dolls out there that can do that yeah. what's stopping there from being multiple the doll was literally growing hair dude okay well uh that was quite i mean i always worry about that like ever since watching toy story 
I always remember like ki- like toys coming to life, and just the thought of a toy, like in this case, a doll coming to life. If there's one, there's many. Yeah, I still can't believe right. The doll was given to the little girl with the hair at shoulder length, and it started to grow. And like the parents and the family, once it started to grow, they just started giving it haircuts. It wasn't like we need to get this doll out of here. It's Let's just start giving it haircuts. Yeah, that's what's so strange. You'd think like the first response would be like, get this out of here. Not yeah. like, let's take care of this thing. But I think they strongly felt like it was the daughter because she loved that doll so much. I think they just felt like, oh, it's the daughter doing it. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Let us know. Comment what you would do. Would you keep the doll? Would you treat the hair? Would you give it the haircuts? Would you feed it? <laughs> or would you kick it out? Bury it in the backyard. No, bury it in not in the backyard bury it somewhere far away you just got to destroy it yeah you got to blow that thing up what's even crazier though like the mouth is opening now like i don't know what to make of it you got to take that thing to sid's house and get it out of (laughs) here okay so moving on do you know the most stressful video games that actually make your heart work harder no so recently scientists did a study where they had a bunch of gamers get into a room and they tracked their heart rate as they were playing certain video games and they found that certain games actually makes your heart work harder and stresses you out way more i know for me i always get stressed when i'm playing call of duty so based on this study done by bonus finder they found that in fifth place is fortnite making your heart rate increase by 26.56 percent in fourth place is dark souls increasing your heart rate by 28 percent and in third place is call of duty increasing your heart rate by 29 percent so when i'm playing call of duty my heart's beating 29 percent more than it usually would yeah so in second place is actually fifa football increasing a player's heart rate by 31 percent and in first place the game that makes your heart work the hardest the most stressful game you could play is actually mario kart in first place increasing your heart rate to pump 32 percent more than usual wait you're telling me mario kart is the most intense game yeah mario kart out of all games mario kart's the most stressful are you kidding me yeah but when you think about this now Whenever you play Mario Kart, I don't know about you, but for me, I do, after I started thinking about this, Uh I do get stressed. That is true because it's like really like you want to win, right? Right. And there's so many obstacles. You're, you're cruising. You're in first place. All of a sudden you get hit, struck by lightning. You, you know what I mean? You get, there's like obstacles, right? That darn blue shell, man. Yeah. So there's things that happen where you could see how it could get really stressful. Yeah, that is true. Wow. Mario Kart out of all things though. That's crazy. Yeah. E for everyone. Like, it's not even, like, another racing game. Like, there's a lot of racing games out there, but it's Mario Kart. Yeah, it's Mario Kart. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. All I know is that whenever I hear you playing Call of Duty, if you're you're yelling, you're yelling in the game. No, Call of Duty goes crazy. It gets pretty intense. Okay, but Call of Duty, I yell because it's toxic. Well, if you're actively yelling, that yeah. means your heart rate's going. Okay, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Okay, so moving on. I know I kind of already dabbled a little bit. But I think it's time to get a little spooky. A little spooky? A little scary. A little I, creepy. This is like such a unstable podcast right now. It's like, we're, we're it's like so happy that it's your crazy story. And then it gets so happy. And then you're going to hit us with this <laughs> crazy, scary story. Okay, so you should never play the game of Japanese Bloody Mary. Wait, so there's a Japanese Bloody Mary. Yeah, but instead of Bloody Mary, it's actually called Hanako-san. And we know in Bloody Mary, like the rules are, you go in a dark room and you say Bloody Mary three times in front of the mirror. Right. But the way to play Hanako-san is when you're at school, you go to the bathroom that's on the third floor of the building of your school. And you walk in and you go to the third stall. And on the door of the third stall, you knock three times and you say, Hanako-san, are you there? But you have to knock three times for it to work. Okay, so you knock 
knock three times and you say her name and something happens. Yeah, so after you do this, you'll hear her voice say, I'm here. And she'll open the door and she wears like a little red dress. And she'll pull you into the stall and kill you. And there's really no way out. Like once you see her, you're pretty much going to get killed on the spot. But the only way to give you the best chance of survival is if the bathroom is really dirty because she hates that. Or you can survive if you're the top performing student in the school. So I guess it pays off to be a good student. Yeah. You have to be the number one, though. Oh. Like, it's not like you just have to be a good student. You have to be the number one student in the school. So only one kid is exempt. Yeah. Or you just have to make sure the bathroom's really dirty. I feel like I feel like for elementary school kids, it's impossible to keep the bathroom clean. Yeah. So apparently, like, Hanako-san, like, the origins are really unclear. Like, really nobody knows, like, how she originated. But there have been cases of people saying, like, I've seen my friends get taken at the third stall, and they never come back. Well, I mean, when she kills you, she has to dispose of the body somehow. There's a toilet. That's a good point. Toilet's right there. Yeah. I mean, you can't go down the sink. <laughs> but there's other ways to, like, summon her, too. Like, there was one that said when you're, like, cleaning the bathroom, uh huh. if you, like, use a toilet brush and you swirl the toilet, like, three times in the third stall. I wonder why she's so, or, like, why is it so, like, revolving around the number three? I don't know. Like, I third floor... You go to the bathroom, third, third stall, stall, knock three times, right. and ask Hanako-san, are you there? Do you say her name three times? No. Oh, okay. But there is another way to, like, bring her if you say her name three times. And you count. Like, you say one Hanako-san, two Hanako-san, three Hanako-san, and then she'll appear. Okay, so moving on, I have a crazy story. This one is going to either... I think this is important to talk about. We must talk about this. This has to be said. And I think everyone needs to know about this. Really? Yeah. It's a, it's a, there's a, a legendary animal that we must discuss. What? So do you know the real life story about the cocaine bear? The movie? So it's based on a real life story. So in 1985, this man named Fred Myers walks out of his house, right? And he notices in his driveway, there's a dead body there. So he walks up to the dead body and he sees this guy, this young guy, and he's wearing a bulletproof vest. Wait, what? So yeah, there's this dead guy in his driveway. The guy's name was Andrew Thornton, who was dead on the ground. And the guy was wearing Gucci flip-flops, a satchel. He had a parachute on and he was wearing night vision goggles. Wait, why is he wearing all that? I don't know, but he was found dead with two handguns. It's not funny, I'm sorry. But his satchel was filled with $15 million of a cocaine. So this guy who was found dead was a millionaire and he was like a drug smuggler and before he died he dropped 40 million dollars worth of cocaine and dropped it off his plane had it fall into a nearby forest before he jumped out of the airplane and when the cocaine fell out of the airplane a 175 pound bear got a hold of all the cocaine so this is how it all started yeah so the bear ends up eating all 40 containers of this cocaine and police find him a couple days later and the bear is dead okay so they decide to get an autopsy on the bear so they open up the bear and they find all of his stomach. Every part of his body was filled with cocaine, okay? But this story gets even crazier because the bear lives on. What? Yeah, so like news got around about this bear, right? Like this famous bear for eating cocaine. And like everyone's talking about this bear and they started calling him Pablo Escobar. Like, you know, like <laughs> Pablo Escobar? They call it Pablo Escobar. <laughs> That's just wrong. So the town wanted to preserve this bear like a national treasure. So they, they filled him. They stuffed him so that they could like have him still live. Like, the, you know, the physical bear, yeah. like stuff him. Yeah. So they had him stored in like a local museum for all the visitors to come see. So we can go see cocaine bear. Yeah. So for years he was on display, right? And then all of a sudden a forest fire was happening. So they decided for his safety, they were going to move him to like a storage facility. And when he got to the storage facility, one of the workers noticed that he was inside the storage facility. They took him out of the storage facility sold him to a pawn shop like he basically 
basically stole him out of there and sold him. Wait, so this guy just stole the most historic bear ever. Yeah, so then after the pawn shop, sold it to another person, and that person sold it to a country singer named Waylon Jennings, okay? And this guy's like a really big country star. And Waylon Jennings had this bear, you know, Pablo Escobar for many years, right? It was like a very big part of his life. Like he really cherished it. Uh -huh. He then sold it to a friend of his that lived in Vegas, right? And this guy in Vegas was like a really wealthy guy, but he was like helping people get drugs. He's like a really bad person, like did a lot of very sinful things. Okay, okay let's like just say illegal. Like illegal, okay. right? That guy dies, right? Uh huh. So this is like many years later now, right? And 2009 happens and they need to find... They're selling all the guy's assets at auction. Okay. Right? So everyone's like trying to bid on his stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know, Pablo Escobar, Escobar <laughs> is presented as an auction item, right? right? So the audience is like, who would like to buy, you know, the iconic cocaine bear, right? <laughs> and everyone's like, nah. So they start the bid off. And this guy's like, I'll buy it. $200. $200? Yeah. He got that? Yeah. So this guy, his wife absolutely hated the bear. Didn't want it in the house. So the husband's like, I want this bear. Okay. <laughs> so he takes the bear to his work and he has it stored as like a as like a piece in the office to be like, look guys, like advertising, like that's that's the bear store, you know? This guy got the steal of a century. Yeah. So anyways, the guy ends up dying. I don't know, this Pablo Escobar man seems like whoever owns it screws gets screwed over, but the guy dies, right? Yeah. And the wife wants nothing to do with it, right? Mm hmm Because it was but she knows like, oh, it meant so much to my husband, I'm gonna keep it. So she keeps it. Right. All of a sudden, this company called Kentucky to Kentucky, I don't, I don't know what it is. They want to buy the bear, right? So they say, like, hey, lady, how much you want for the bear? Like, uh -huh. We want to buy the cocaine bear. And then she's like, why don't you just pay for the shipping and you guys can have it as long as you, I don't have to deal with having to transport them. Right, right. So Kentucky to Kentucky buys it, and it is now stored at a mall, like a shopping mall, uh -huh. where you can, everyone can go see it now. So, so we can go see Cocaine Bear you now. You can see Cocaine Bear now. Once again. Once again, and it's also in theaters coming soon. <laughs> oh my gosh, that made the that's gonna okay. Knowing this story, it's gonna make this movie so much better. Yeah. So guys, make sure you share this story with your friends if you want people to know the backstory of the real Cocaine Bear. But that oh my that is Cocaine gosh. Bear. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Comment if you feel Cocaine Bear needs to be seen or should it lie and rest in the ground. I think we need to see Cocaine Bear. Yeah. We should see this bear. Yeah. If they, this video gets 3,000 likes, we'll go see Cocaine Bear. They, per, they, I mean, they preserve the bear for a reason. What I wonder is, okay, with the movie coming out, are they going to move the bear to the premiere, like, on display? <gasps> oh, my gosh. If they do that, I hope we get to see it. I know. I hope we get to see it, too. Oh, my gosh. That's weird. I don't know <laughs> if that's weird. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about it. Gosh, that's crazy, though. It all started with that guy finding a dead body in his driveway. Yeah, isn't that weird, though, how he finds them? Yeah. Gucci flip-flops, satchel, <laughs> night vision goggles, a parachute. Apparently, the guy who died, okay, was a millionaire, and he had this obsession with trying to utilize his parachute at the very last minute. Like, he wanted to try to see how long he could go and fall without having to, you know, release the parachute. And sadly, what? I think he didn't release the parachute in time. That's why he died. That makes no sense. I know. Stupid. Are you kidding me? That guy belongs on Dumb Ways to Die. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so moving on. I want to talk about like another crazy story. Like we, I feel like we, we need to explore this because we all grew up watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ooh. So, okay, I feel like as a, as a whole, if you're like living, if you're born in like the 90s and early 2000s, 
everyone knows the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. You have to. You had to have watched either the show, one of the movies, or played the video games. But it's a very important topic that we must discuss. Yeah. Even if you haven't seen any of the like footage, like TV shows or whatever, movies, you know who they are. Okay. So this story is really sad. Oh, geez. This is going to really shock some people if you don't know this. Really? So do you know the story about how all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, how they died? What do you mean they all died? So the story starts off with the last Ronin. And the last Ronin is the last turtle of the four brothers that are still alive. And this one turtle was able to master all his brother's weapons. Like he knows how to use every single one. So he's like the ultimate turtle. Dang, so he's like the best fighter out of all of them. So the Ronin has to complete this last mission, right? And he, he dips his hand in this water and it's like this toxic water. And all of a sudden he hears his brothers telling him like, hey, don't do this. This is going to be bad for you. You're going to die if you go in the water. But he knows he has to complete this last mission. So he jumps in the water and swims to the city. So he gets to the city after swimming through like this toxic waste water. And he notices like how the city's like all futuristic. There's like flying cars. There's like so many people out, but it's just a different city than he remembers. Where's he trying to go? So he's trying to get to like this enemy compound. It's like this huge tower. So what he does is he steals a motorcycle and he just jets over to the compound. And he see he's like trying to count out how many villains there are. And he revs his engine, starts going towards the fence, starts trying to make this jump, put some dynamite in his handlebars of his bike. So then it blows up, right? And it projects him across the way and he grabs onto the, like the side of the building. Wait, do we know which brother this is? That's like part of the mystery, right? So the Ronin gets into the building, starts fighting these robot guards, right? And these guards are like really good fighters. So he's fighting them. They're going back and forth, like punching, kicking, all that stuff. And all of a sudden, the Ronin defeats the robot. But he realizes that the robot guard is actually part human. So he's like a cyborg. And then all of a sudden, more guards, more robots, everyone starts coming towards the Ronin to fight him. And he's like trying to fight everybody off. And then more of the foot soldiers come and start trying to fight him. So then the Ronin pulls out one of his katanas. He starts trying to slice them all up and like defeat them. And he's like beating them up really good. Is it Leonardo? No. So then all of a sudden, all these robots start shooting these lasers at the Ronin. And he's like trying to dodge them. And then all of a sudden he gets hit and he falls out of the window of the tower and he just starts falling to the ground and he's falling, he's falling, going through different windows. And all of a sudden he lands right on the ground with everyone around him. And he's just like, he just fell from the tower. Does he die? So the Ronin's like on the ground and he's like trying to get up. All of the bones in his body is like broken. He is just messed up and he's trying to get away through the crowd and he's yelling at the guards like, screw this, I, I'm going to get out of here. So then all of a sudden someone in the crowd tells the robot guard like, hey, the Ronin, the guy over there went in the sewer. He's over there. So then the Ronin gets into the sewer and he's like trying to like crawl back to his compound and he's like all messed up he feels like he's done like he can't go on so what he does is he lays out all his brother's weapons on the ground and then he tells splinter like i'm sorry father like i can't keep doing this like i'm done i'm i'm destroyed so the ronin grabs the katana right it's like literally broken and he puts it up to his stomach and he just puts it inside and all he sees is black and then all of a sudden this image of his brothers like he's reunited with all of them again and they're just like having a good time and then he's like whoa what's going on and then all of a sudden someone says like hey michelangelo are you okay and it's michelangelo and he wakes up and he's still alive. So April O'Neil is like literally like trying to help him nurse him back to health. He ended up surviving. Wait, so the only brother that survived was Michelangelo. Yeah, and he's the last Ronin. Oh my, okay, that gave me goosebumps. That's really sad. If Michelangelo is the one. Because think about this, like Raphael, anger, right? Yeah. Leonardo was like all about like the swords and artistry and being the boss. And right. Donatello was all about being smart and yeah. thinking about things. But Michelangelo, his specialty was like literally just loving his brothers. Yeah. So it makes sense that he is like oh, the one. That kind of makes me want to cry it's sad but like at wow. the, in this in the story arc of this like last ronin all the brothers are dead except michelangelo so he has to kind of avenge their death gosh dude that's really sad comment if you want me to finish this story this is like oh i think gosh. there's like five or six parts to this there, it was like a comic book line so i almost got kind of teary-eyed yeah it's sad it's sad wow it's on to you go ahead you could you could keep talking now
Your turn. <laughs> Let's move on. I don't want to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles dying anymore. Okay, I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to keep the tone a little bit sad and scary here. I feel like there's just too many scary things. Like, I don't know. Because they seem so real, you know? I guess they are real. I mean, they're a real story. So there's a real-life doll that was actually the inspiration for Chucky. So there's a real-life Chucky? Yeah, so I saw a video by Draw the Life Tic Tac, and there was a family of three. There was a father, a mother, and a son. And the son actually had a babysitter, but the mom thought the babysitter was really weird, so she fired her. But before the babysitter left, she gave the son a doll with button eyes and real hair. The doll actually had real hair? Yeah, and the son's name was Robert, so he decided to name his doll Robert as well. And he did everything with this doll. Like, he took it everywhere. And his parents would, like, listen to him have conversations with the doll like in his room so they just thought he was playing until they actually heard another voice in the room with him are you saying that the doll's talking to him yeah and sometimes in the middle of the night the boy would scream and his parents would like go into his room and they'd find him just scared in the corner of his room and the boy would tell his parents that the doll is alive and they didn't believe him at all like they were just like what are you talking about and some of the neighbors even said like when they walk by the house they see the doll staring at them through the window so since it was scaring the son so much the parents decided to put the doll in the attic and it was up there for years until the boy got like super old like he was an adult now and he finally took the doll out of the attic but what's crazy is after he took it out of the attic he noticed sometimes the doll's expression on its face would change why would he even bring it back out yeah so now the doll is in a museum so people can go visit him but you're not supposed to take pictures of him like you're only supposed to ask for his permission to take a picture of him because if you don't he's supposed to haunt you forever and in his like case like his display there's actually notes people have written to the doll like asking him for forgiveness because they didn't ask for permission for his picture people are actually asking the doll for forgiveness yeah they're literally writing notes to the doll because apparently they didn't ask for permission to take his picture so he's been haunting them and they're asking him like stop dude that is so weird it's freaky right what is going on why don't we hear about stuff like this yeah and this is the doll that inspired chucky oh my god like, that's crazy. All right, guys, this next part of the podcast is called Whose Side Are You On? Where Leia comes on and tells a real life story. A real life story. Can I stress that enough? These are real people writing these stories about their lives, their personal lives. And we have to figure out who's right and who's wrong. You'll want to stick around for this because it will blow your mind at some of the things that people think they're right on. So here comes Leia. Woo, Leia. Whose Side Are You On? Is the writer wrong or right? Am I wrong for asking my girlfriend to start making me breakfast every morning? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, 27 male, have been living with my girlfriend, 29 female, for several months now. For the most part, things are really good now, and I plan to propose soon and hopefully have at least a couple kids with her. However, we've run up against a conflict. She's an absolute morning person. I hate mornings. By the time I force myself out of my bed in the morning and into the shower, she's already been up for at least like 30 minutes, even though she has to be at work later than I do. She likes a huge breakfast in the morning. She usually likes eggs, either French toast or pancakes, hash browns, or breakfast potatoes and sausage or bacon. Dang, that sounds like a lot, of, a lot of good breakfast. <laughs> Sometimes on weekends, it's ham or steak. She eats what? almost nothing for lunch and usually has a smallish like, dinner, but she loves a huge breakfast. Sign me up. <laughs> that sounds like a great breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I only ever have cold cereal for breakfast, or maybe if I'm feeling really ambitious, some instant oatmeal and orange juice. <laughs> Quaker oats. <laughs> I only even start to come alive halfway through my second cup of coffee and definitely don't feel like cooking in the morning. However, my girlfriend obviously does. So recently I asked her if she'd start making breakfast for me too. She asked if we're going to trade off and if I'd sometimes make breakfast for her too. I told her no, but reminded her that <laughs> I do often make dinner for her. She said that since we trade off making dinner, we should trade off making breakfast too. 
I told her that there's no way I'll ever be able to muster that kind of energy first thing in the morning, but since she obviously can do that, she should just make breakfast as well. But it started a fight with her saying that it wasn't fair for me to expect her to think of me in the morning since I don't do the same for her. She seems to think that her making breakfast for me should figure into our division of labor and that I should do something extra in return. But I think that since she makes a huge breakfast for herself every morning anyway, that throwing an extra portion of whatever she's making on for me would take next to no effort on her part. So why should I have to do more for her in return than I already do? Am I wrong? Whose side are you on? Ooh, <laughs> it's tough. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, I do know when, like, if I ever cook something, like, say about this, right? You prep things, right? You say you're cooking a steak, right? You have one pan and you can't fit another steak in. You have to, it's technically longer because you're going to have to put more, do more prep. You're going to have to get the pan ready again. Okay, all technicalities aside, though, like, I would never expect, like, you to, like, make breakfast for me or, like, you know? Right, but if, say if, ah, I don't even know who's wrong here. I I feel like. This one is a little tough. The girl should, I mean, he should be willing to switch off if he's going to receive it. Uh Uh-huh. But. If she's cooking some eggs, I don't think throwing in a couple extra eggs is much of a big ask. But he also said he cooks her dinner. Yeah. Right? They trade off. They trade off. I mean, if you're making a big one, you might as well just make a little bit extra. Yeah. I mean, especially if you're doing eggs, right, or hash browns, that's not much to add to, like, the the cooking process, right? We're talking, now, if we're talking steak, right, that's a whole other steak you have to add. Right, right, right. But in my opinion... If I was the morning person making a big breakfast and my significant other asked to make breakfast for them too, I'd be like, I'm already making a big one. Might as well just yeah, make it for the both of us. You know, to be fair, I feel like you just get a bigger steak and you just split it. Like, I don't <laughs> think that's much of a difference. But even if it's like she doesn't want to do it, right, it shouldn't cause such a big fight. Yeah. yeah. But I do feel like he should be open to doing it too. Yeah. Like, he can't just like say like, Oh yeah, I'm not gonna do it. it. Takes too much energy. Yeah, like you gotta maybe, put in some effort too. Yeah, maybe on some days where like you ha- you know, on the weekends you sleep in a little bit, you cook breakfast. Right. Yeah. But maybe if she's better on the weekdays, let her cook. You know, certain days on the weekday. Yeah, he's just being lazy at that point. Yeah. So the writer is, I think the writer is a little wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Writer's wrong. You shouldn't expect someone to cook for you, and you shouldn't have an argument over that. Yeah, definitely yeah. not. All right, on to the next. Whose side are you on? Is the writer wrong or right? Am I wrong for telling my wife to wear a hairnet when she cooks? <laughs> well, you gotta what? keep you gotta keep it clean when you <laughs> eat. Okay, that's true. <laughs> Who wants right. hair in their food? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. I love my wife, but she does not understand how gross it is to find her hair in my food. I have asked to please stop cooking for me. <laughs> I am more than happy to cook for us or to order out. Delivery, restaurant, I don't really care. I just hate finding her hair in my food. She refuses. She says she likes to cook, and she promises to tie her hair back, and she does for the week. Then she forgets. I find her hair in cookies, soups, salad, pasta, pizza. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Cookies. Cookies. How did I get in the cookies? mess up a cookie. This is our first time hosting Thanksgiving. I begged her to please allow me to make the food, and she could spend the day watching football and help with the dishes afterwards. She called me silly. Her dad is not as polite as I am. He asked, why in the world is there hair in the stuffing? And her mom found another hair in the mashed potatoes. 
I just kept my mouth shut. How could there she be Hopefully. shedding that much hair? That's nasty. I don't know. Hopefully it's like never mind. I, now she's upset with me for not helping out and letting her be embarrassed. I bought her a box of hairnets a couple years ago. <laughs> I brought them out and reminded her gently that I had told her about her hair and the food. She is calling me a douche for letting her screw up our first time, maybe last time, as Thanksgiving host. Was I wrong? Whose side are you on? Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> too much hair. That's way too much. Okay. In my opinion, the writer is not wrong. No. I'm going, I'm saying it right now. The writer's not wrong because at that point, it's a hygiene issue. Yeah. yeah. Short hair, long hair, doesn't matter. That's nasty. I'm, I'm still baffled on the whole cookie, hair in the cookie. <laughs> How does that even happen? Because it's got to get in the cookie like, dough first. Is it first. on the top or was it like in the middle? Oh. Like... <laughs> That's nasty. <laughs> yeah, I remember I went over to a friend's house a long time ago when we were kids. And her mom made like Spam Subi. But, oh my gosh, it traumatized me forever. I found it and it was like this long hair and it like was coming out. It was in my mouth and I was like, oh, oh cannot. Yeah, Never again. you know what no. really messes me up when I notice like food, like hair mm-hmm. stuck within the parts of the food, right? Where you could see, right, right, you right. lift up the hair, oh, yeah. and then food's food is still connected, like <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's, it's like a like a necklace that you make in high okay, in okay. school. Okay, Ryder, you're not <laughs> wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. <laughs> oh my god, Ryder, you are not wrong. Get the hairnets. I'm sorry. You already have the hairnets. You had the privilege yeah. of you know cooking for a long time without the hairnets, but now it's time. To don the hairnet. You were just trying to find a solution. For, for you to cook Thanksgiving dinner, that's pretty bold. <laughs> that's pretty bold. <laughs> All right. Whose side are you on? Is the writer wrong or right? Am I wrong for hiding things from my boyfriend? Ooh. Oh, gosh. Naughty, naughty, naughty. <laughs> <laughs> so, my boyfriend has a tendency to use things of mine without asking first. Anything from skincare to food or drinks that I buy specifically for myself due to dietary needs or food preferences is an inconvenience, but normally I don't mind. However, recently it was my birthday and I decided to treat myself to some semi-expensive teeth whitening stuff that I'd saved up for quite some time. (laughs) (laughs) I kept it in the bathroom cabinet and went to use it a few days ago, only to find it in way worse condition than I left it in. It's not even the fact that he used it. It's just the fact that he's not even bothered to ask me first. It wouldn't even be so bad if he paid anything towards the things that I get, but he doesn't. I buy all these things, and he uses them, no questions asked. So recently, I've started hiding things from him, such as the whitening <laughs> products and special food for myself. So far, he's not really questioned it, but I don't want him to think I can't trust him. I just want him to understand that some things are mine, and all he needs to do is respect that and ask for using or take them. Edit feel I should probably clarify that I have mentioned this to him before, and to be fair to him, he does listen, but it never really sticks for that long. Is there anything else I could do better? Am I wrong? Who said you on? Hmm. Okay. You, you should always ask. Yes. For someone's permission to use their stuff. Right. Yeah. You should. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And if you don't ask, and you leave it in worse condition than mm. you found it, that's really messed up. Yeah. It is. It is. Okay, especially- What's that firefighter rule? Yeah, you gotta try to leave things better than you found it. So, I mean, dude, the that's what, a firefighter rule. I think it goes for life. <laughs> but um, for in terms of the boyfriend, dude, like, you're who the writer is not wrong. I feel mm. like teeth whitening too. Like, really, dude? Like, yeah. Or like, okay, the food. Dude, for steal like, that 
the food for her dietary restrictions yeah. to eat that that's gonna mess up yeah. without asking her or getting her like more after. or at least replace it or something right let us know what you guys think i don't i feel like this is pretty pretty easy to decipher who's right and who's wrong here and i think the girlfriend is right yeah let us know if you guys think she is wrong boyfriend do better do better <laughs> okay whose side do you want is the writer wrong or right Am I wrong for punching my mother-in-law in the face? What? <laughs> what? Wait, what? All right. I know that the title sounds horrible, but please hear me out. <laughs> yeah, it sounds pretty bad. I, 35 female, just had my second child, who is one with my husband of five years. I cannot be happier to have wonderful children and a gorgeous husband. My husband's whole family loves me, and I love them except for his mom. <laughs> this woman... <laughs> This woman has been absolutely vile and cruel to me ever since I've known her. And for what? I don't know. She has made comments to me lately asking, oh, I guess you decided to keep the baby weight? (laughs) Whoa. I am 5'9 and 145 pounds, and I try to go to the gym with my husband as often as possible. You go, girl. Yeah. You show that, mom. (laughs) Meanwhile, she is about 5'5 and 170 pounds. Last week, though, my husband's whole family came over to our house for brunch. My husband's mom made comments to me the whole time, saying the food was extremely dry and tasteless. At one point, I even saw her spinning her food into her napkin. (laughs) Oh my gosh, the disrespect. Everybody else thought that the food tasted delicious, and everyone had seconds and even thirds. But what really got to me was how she treated my children. Oh, mama's mad. After we had finished eating, we were all in the living room just talking and playing games like who's most likely, etc. My husband was holding our baby and had noticed that she had used the bathroom, and he had asked his mom if she could take her upstairs and change her diaper since she was right next to him. My husband is an extreme germaphobe, so she did this and took her upstairs. After quite a while, I had noticed she had not returned. I went to check in, and my mother-in-law was slapping my daughter's bottom because what? she had accidentally peed on her brand new dress. What is this? What, what is this? Gosh. What? I pulled that woman aside so fast and punched her in the face. She ran out of the house sobbing and left in her car. Everyone ran upstairs and asked what happened. I explained to them while clenching my fist in anger. My daughter was bright red because of how much she was crying. My husband understood where I was coming from, but still insisted that I apologize to his mom. I told him that I will never even She's talk weak. to that monster of a human again. Was I wrong? Whose side are you on? You are not wrong. You are not wrong. <laughs> no one else should discipline your child except for you. Yeah. yeah. Especially, no one should hit a kid like that. That's it was yeah. an accident, too. It, obviously, they're not potty trained. Yeah. Like, what are you going to get mad at them for? That's Goodness. so weird. That's so weird. Good for you punching her. <laughs> yeah, way to stand up like that. I, I don't, I don't yeah. condone violence, but... I mean, she started it. She started it. Yeah, she started it. Hitting your child. Come on. She was she was hitting her multiple times. Yeah. Ugh. That's baby. horrible. You should have hit her harder next time. Yeah. Hit, hit, punch, punch her twice. Yeah, punch her twice. <laughs> Knock her out. <laughs> and the husband, do better. Come yeah, on. Yeah, do better. Yeah, what are you doing? You wuss. <laughs> you wuss. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ugh. Comment what you guys think. Let us know who's right and who's wrong. I really question your morals if you think the, the writer's wrong here. Um, but yeah, 
All right. Thank you, Leia. Woo! Woo. Bye-bye. All right, guys. If you made it this far in the podcast, thank you so much for watching. If you could leave a like on this video, we would really appreciate it. If this video gets 3K likes, we are going to be doing something. I forgot what we said. What do we say? Cocaine bear. Oh, yeah. We're going to go see the cocaine bear, the real-life bear. We'll fly to him, and we're going to go find him. <laughs> Also, comment what you guys want us to talk about next week. As you guys saw throughout this video, we took your guys' suggestions from last week, and we talked about it this week. So we'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok, and we'll see you guys next Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. We'll see you on the TikTok. God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya.